to the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for joining us today. Get ready to be inspired and motivated to live a high-impact life. Now, here's Rick. Welcome to the Point of Impact podcast. I'm Rick McDaniel. It's great to have you joining us today. And this is uh, an exciting time in my uh, perspective and my world because the end of the year, beginning of the year is really a great time of looking in terms of review and valuation and then looking forward in terms of the future and new opportunities in a great new year. New chapter of your life will unfold here in just a a couple of days and that means that new opportunities and uh, a new chance to get things right and make them the way you want them to be. And I'm a huge believer in taking the momentum that the first of the year offers. So let me give you some resources that you can take advantage of. The first one would be that on New Year's Day, Fox News will be publishing an article that I've written that this is the year to make those, you know, new resolutions, New Year resolutions stick. And here's how you're going to do it. And I make the case for resolutions for why it's important to start the year with goals and take advantage of this new opportunity. So that is coming out on New Year's Day, foxnews.com. And I really encourage you to read it. Also, Pray, the Pray app and Pray.com will be uh, featuring me in regards to uh, kind of the guy that that people like to listen to at the beginning of the year because of my uh, history of really focusing on how you can catapult into the new year. So if you're on the Pray app, you listen to us on the Pray app, then you're right there already. If you're not, go on the Pray app and there will be some more opportunities for you to take advantage of resources that I offer. Now, today is certainly another one of those Resources I mean, 10 things to stop doing in 2024. That is, uh, I can't wait to share this with you in just a few moments. But also, I've got a special treat for you. Next week's episode will be new opportunities in store in 2024. Now, it took me a long time to come up with such a cool title. New opportunities in store in 2024. And what is exciting is those of you who have known me as a speaker in the past, listen to me on my broadcast and so forth, High Impact Living. And then you listen to the podcast, you know, and you're like, well, this isn't Pastor Rick speaking. This is this is just a podcast. Yes, it is. But uh, if you have been wanting to hear me speak, that's what next week's going to be. And for those of you that have only listened to this podcast and maybe never heard me speak, uh, next week's episode will be uh, me speaking on New Year's Eve on that message, new opportunities in store for 2024. So uh, you get a chance to listen to next week's episode. It will be different than the typical one that is recorded in my office. This one will be recorded in a live setting. So you'll get to hear it uh, at a church in New England. So look forward to sharing that with you. And I hope you uh, will take advantage of listening to it. So Those are just some. Now, let me tell you another. If you are on the mailing list, which I hope you are, uh, and if you're not, it's really easy. Just go to recommendation.com and and just sign up for the, uh, the weekly devotion. The weekly devotion, in fact, the first two devotions will all again be about the beginning of the year and taking advantage of the opportunity at the beginning of the year. So you've got devotional content. You've got an article. You've got 
a message. You've got a podcast. And so there's episodes. So there's just, what is that? Like five different ways that you can kind of launch yourself into this new year, 2024, and make it your best year yet. So I'm just glad to be able to share all these resources with you. And I just hope that you will take advantage of all of them and just really look at this new year as exactly what it is. It is the new chapter in your life. It's the new chapter. There's been chapters before, but this is the new chapter. It's the new chapter in your life and you can take advantage of it. And I really, really hope that you will take advantage of it. It's a new opportunity and there's going to be many opportunities. And again, I'll talk about that in an entire message, show you how to see opportunities and seize opportunities and all those sorts of things. And again, looking forward to sharing that, all of that with you. But just have the mindset that this is a fresh start. It's a new beginning. Take advantage of it. Make some goals. Have these resolutions. These are the things that I'm going to be doing. You've got a couple days before the new year starts. Take this weekend and do that. Just get out a piece of paper and write down what is it that you want to do or do more of? What is it that you want to do less of or stop completely? And and look at different areas of your life, the spiritual and the mental and the physical and the financial and the relational. You know, just look at all these different aspects of your life and ask yourself, what do I need to do to make this best year I've ever had? All right, I could keep talking, but I promised you 10 things to stop doing in 2024. And I want to share those with you. So here we go. Number one, 10 things to stop doing. Stop chasing perfection. Perfection is an impossible standard. And so what happens is you just set yourself up for failure. You strive for it in your work and your relationships and it just creates a lot of stress. Now, here's what you can chase. Excellence. Excellence honors God and inspires people. It honors God and inspires people. And that's that's what you ought to be shooting for is chase excellence this year. Acknowledge the fact that, you know, making mistakes is a part of being human and imperfections are in all of us. You can call them, you know, failures, sins, imperfections, shortcomings. They all come down to the same thing. They're, they tell us that we're less than perfect. Well, God told us that. That's why we need a savior. We wouldn't need to be saved and forgiven if we were perfect, but we're not perfect, which is why we need Jesus to forgive us. And thankfully, that offer is open to anyone to accept Jesus and his forgiveness for your sins and his death on the cross. His resurrection victory proves his victory over death and sin. So we're not stuck there. We now can live what Jesus called an abundant life. What an incredible a life with surplus. That's what it literally means. We can live a life. Words, we don't just eek by. We live an abundant life on this earth with surplus, and then we live an eternal life. After this life is over, we live an eternal life in heaven with Jesus. And all that is available to us when we acknowledge that we're not perfect. But we can pursue excellence, and we should. We should you know, aim for, for progress, for forward momentum, not perfection, and look to do the absolute best that you can do. 
And I've done entire episodes on this before, so I don't need to dig into it now. You can go back and listen on excellence. What you know? What it, what are the characteristics of excellence, and 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 how can you pursue it? But certainly, uh, attention to detail is one of those things for sure. And just valuing excellence, just saying, you know, that's what I'm going to pursue. So, don't chase perfection, but you can pursue excellence. Second, things to stop doing pleasing everyone or trying to please everyone. It's just, uh, here's the thing. You can never please everyone. In fact, accepting that you cannot make everyone happy really helps your relationships. It doesn't harm them. If you're driven to be liked, want everyone to be happy, everyone to get along, it's a great thought, but... People are never going to always agree. Two people can look at the same situation and see it in two completely different ways. I mean, just look at our country right now. We have this enormous division between two kind of two ways of looking at life. So what do you need to be doing? Not being a people pleaser, but being a God pleaser. Galatians 1.10 says, I'm not trying to please people. I want to please God. Um. So your goal is this in the new year is to lead a life that pleases God, not one that pleases people. Now, let me say this because I say it every single time and I've talked about this many times. If you leave a life, if you lead a life where you're trying to please God, you are going to please people a lot. In other words, you don't kind of go into it saying, um, I'm trying to please God and I'm going to be a jerk to everybody else. No, if you're trying to please God, you're not going to be a jerk to everyone else. Most of the time, people will be happy with you, but but there will be times when they won't because you're not there to please them. When your life's about pleasing other people, uh, you'll never be fully satisfied. You'll end up frustrated and unhappy. When you want to please people, you begin to conform your lifestyle to others because of the fear of rejection. And this is where people-pleasing and God-pleasing comes in because God-pleasing is, is going to lead you to live a different lifestyle. So... Just understand, if you're a people pleaser, you're going to conform to what pleases people instead of what pleases God. So focus on pleasing him, not on pleasing other people, which is just a prescription for unhappiness. Just absolutely, that's what it's going to lead to in your life. So stop trying to please people in 2024. And you will end up having a better year. I can absolutely positively guarantee that. You, you know, it's not your job to fulfill, everyone, to fulfill everyone's expectations. You set boundaries. And, you know, sometimes people don't agree with you. And that's okay, you know, because we can have different opinions and different ideas about things. But we don't live our lives uh, in fear of disappointing someone else. The only person we want to be concerned about disappointing would be Jesus. Other than that, uh, take it from there. All right. Third thing to stop doing, stop overworking. Now, in previous episodes in this podcast, I have definitely extolled the benefits of being a hard worker and how hard work makes up for a lot of deficiencies. So overworking is not the same thing as, as hard work. Overworking is is really like workaholism, where everything is focused on work. I am a very much a believer and a practicer of hard work, but here's the thing: I've never burned out. It's not, not happened to me. 
I've, I've never experienced that. And that's because I understand that you have to mix in with the hard work, relaxation, rejuvenation, uh, restorative times. So that's the key is to build that in, to take breaks, to have hobbies that refresh you. And just two things that I do is one is former athlete, love sports. So I always make sure that I take time to watch sports because that I enjoy that. It's relaxing for me. And I like rooting for my schools that I went to. I like rooting for the professional teams that I that I like, which are primarily the Boston area teams with with one exception. So. That's that's what I enjoy doing. And then the other thing is travel. And those of you that are on this podcast and listen to it know that that that's another thing. So I take these trips and break away from the normal routine. And it's just so great to be in other cultures and meet other people and see new things. And it's a real recharging experience. So hard work. Yes. You know, work hard, play hard kind of concept, I think, is really what you want to go for. All right. Another one, holding grudges. Holding on to anger and resentment is just no way to to live another year. If you've been carrying that stuff, that emotional baggage, it's it's a weight and it just gets heavier over time. The Bible has an incredible, very picturesque description. It says the root of bitterness. Don't allow the root of bitterness. Bitterness is like a root that grows in your heart and just like roots do they just go everywhere and they just wrap themselves around your heart and just squeeze all the love out of it so grudges are not the way to go they are not good for you you don't want to live your life holding grudges the answer of course is to forgive people you say well they haven't asked for forgiveness they don't deserve to be forgiven Well, that's not the issue. It's because you're really setting yourself free. When you let go of grudges, it doesn't mean you forget what happened. It means you choose to not let negative feelings and negative thoughts control your life and your happiness. So it's an act that you take. Bitterness is, you know, like consuming yourself instead. It does you no good. It doesn't do anything. The other person just goes on living their life. La, la, la. No big deal. And you're stuck holding on to that stuff. You don't want to do that. That's not that's not any good. They're going to keep going. I can tell you that. They're not going to stop. So just stop with the grudges and the bitterness and just let it go in the new year. All right. Another one. The needing control. Needing control is another thing to stop doing in 2024. Trying to control every aspect of life, wow, it's impossible. It's impossible. You cannot, you cannot control people. I am in the people change business. You know, my whole life is dedicated to inspiring, encouraging, and motivating people to make positive change in their lives and live out their God-given potential. And I'm just telling you, as someone who's devoted his life to this work, that you cannot control people and make them do what you want them to do. You can't control the weather, by the way. You can't control the past. 
couple things to remember. We'll talk about the past more in a moment. You can't control these things. So trying to control every aspect of life is just uh, a prescription for disaster. Life is unpredictable. And if you try to control everything, you're just going to set yourself up for frustration and disappointment time and time and time again. Focus on what you can control and influence. And then the rest, you just have to, you know, kind of go with it, roll with it. There's a, there's a degree of uncertainty that is just a part of life and there's just no way to get around that. Absolutely no way to get around that. So just accept. And that again, this is the principle. You know, the serenity prayer Help me to accept the things I cannot change. The wisdom, the, the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference between what I can and cannot change. So just ask God. I mean, if you can change it, you know, great. But if you can control, you know, change because you control it, great. But if you can't control it, there's no way you can change it. So just the acceptance, the serenity, the peace. By the way, the next part of that prayer says taking life as it is, not as I want it to be. There, there you go. Take life as it is, not as you want it to be. If you can't, now again, if you can, if you can change, if you have influence and control, then by all means, have the courage to do that. But make sure you have the wisdom to know when you can't. All right, here's another thing. Stop doing. Valuing possessions over experiences. Now, we just, you know, concluded the, the biggest season of possession type mentality, consumer mentality at the Christmas season. So it's kind of funny to talk about this. But really, I was talking with my eldest son last Christmas about this very thing. And he was saying, yeah, I want to really teach my family, my young family, about how we want to value experiences over possessions. And I just believe that. I, I, I really believe that. I, I think that as a family, we our goal was to take our kids on uh, adventures and trips to show them that life is an adventure. That's what I taught my boys. Life is, is an adventure. And then I tried to show them that by going all these places and having all these experiences and, and those experiences, again, you know, that can be, uh, you know, the that can be travel to other countries. It can be travel in America. It can be going to ball games. It, it can be staying at, at the beach. Uh, it, it can be, you know, hiking in the wilderness, whitewater rafting. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And, and those are, as you can see, very much my sort of male oriented <laughs> approach to it. But, you know, there's many other things you could do as a, 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 a mom, a wife. It, there's all kinds of things that even again, as a single person, you could just say, I'm going to look for the experiences, you know, the, the joy of new possessions. Um, is somewhat fleeting and the thing is is that experiences create memories and then people talk about their memories remember when we did this remember when we did that I'm, I'm always amazed what my kids remember didn't really know they were paying attention that much but they were it also fosters you know greater connection you know there's just a when you get something it's like you but when you have an experience you do it you do it together. And so it's the doing things together with your family and your friends that really is, is, is more enduring than, than material things. It lasts longer, right? It's, it, it just does. It lasts longer. So 
take advantage of that and really seek out this year, new year experiences over simply, say, possessions. All right, I mentioned the past earlier, so let's let's not do this in 2024, living in the past. And, I, and I, I'll say slash future, because, you know, if you're constantly dwelling on what was or even what could be, you're not fully present, right? You're not experiencing the present. So it's so important to live in the moment, to live in the present. Now, again, I'm a huge, huge believer in making goals. And so that certainly has to do with the future. I believe you should be dreaming. You should have a vision. So don't misunderstand in regards to the past. The past is the past. It can do nothing about it. It's it's it. There's no life in the past. Just say that to yourself. There's no life in the past. So don't live in the past. There's no life there. Live in the present. That's where the life is. Plan for the future. Yes, you know, you can learn from the past and you definitely should plan for the future. But they shouldn't overshadow the now, the present. Find joy in the moment. And, you know, those can be little things. They don't have to be big things. Could just be a laugh with your friends. It could just be a beautiful day. You know, just taking a walk. It's a beautiful day doesn't have to be anything big. Could be a, you know, kiss from your spouse before the day begins. Could be, you know, just your children. Your if you have young children, just you know, they're they're uh, snuggling up with them and uh, enjoying them because life has a way of moving along, and they won't be small forever. And those are just a few reflections. I mean, if you're single, that you don't have to have, you know, a spouse or kids to be able to just enjoy where you're at. And you may just enjoy your singleness because someday you'll be married and you'll have other responsibilities. And so you just appreciate the freedom that you have right now. Just living in the present. It's the present is a gift. And so appreciate that gift that God has given you. Here's another thing to uh, stop doing in the new year, comparing. Boy, that that just gets you nowhere. You know, it's just comparison. You know, it didn't exactly just like appear. Uh, It's always been around. But I have to tell you, there's no doubt that social media has taken it to an entirely new level. You know, we, we send out quite a few actually Christmas cards every year, pictures and, you know, on the cards and all that sort of stuff, let people know what's going on. And some people write letters and everything, but you know, that whole thing has just changed because of social media. In fact, I, I would guess that many, not all, cause I know there was one picture that wasn't, but many pictures that you can have on a Christmas card may also have already been on social media. Stuff that you write about what's been going on may have been chronicled already on social media. Maybe not. But the point is, is that today we just know so much more than we ever, ever, ever knew before. So why is that an issue? Well, I've talked about this before. It's in my five habits of happy people is this whole idea that you compare your life to somebody else's, say, highlight reel. Uh, And a highlight reel, like, you know, both my boys play college football, and they had highlight reels. You know, the coaches wanted to see. So you take your best best plays, you know, your big touch, both of them were running back, so big touchdown runs and big, you know, runs that showed explosiveness and and yards, yards after contact, all that sort of stuff. 
Well, I mean, you know, that's not the whole game, right? You know, 300 carries. And how many of the 300 carries are on the highlight reel? Not many. Not many. 5%, you know? So what about all the rest of the carries? Well, you know, there's carries there's where you lose yards and there's carries that, you know, you only gain a couple yards and then you break one out and 75 yards later, you got yourself a big touchdown run. I'm sitting here right now looking in my office at these things that are framed of both my sons and, and their football and pictures of them. And I can just see, I can see my youngest son, the pictures of, I can remember these just huge huge runs that he had, say, for instance. But that wasn't the whole story. So just, you know, understand that, you know, and just say, you know, you have your own journey, your own achievements. And and don't don't do that to yourself. Comparing and and getting dissatisfied, run your own race, as they say, and, and focus on the being the best you can be. And let the rest take care of itself. All right, here's here's another one. Uh, not taking care of yourself. You know, something to stop doing. You know, like, you're not taking care of yourself. I was just talking with someone the other day. And they were reminding me about a time that we met like 10 years ago. And I kind of looked at him and gave him some pretty pointed advice. And I've been known to do that, by the way. <laughs> so some people, I don't have the people pleasing things. So I can just look at someone and sort of tell them the way it is. And I told him, I said, you know, you, just, you don't look good. And, and, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta take care of better, take better care of yourself. And, um, instead of getting mad and I've said that to people or things like that, and they've gotten mad and, you know, you don't hear from them again, but this guy said that was a turning point for me. And from that point on, for the last 10 years, I've just been going up, 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 and up in my personal life, in, in my health, in my career. It's all been up. And I mean, he's just doing marvelously well now. I mean, marvelously well. So you got to take care of your health. You've you got to take care of your mental health and your physical health. Um, you know, you got you to you gotta take care of your happiness. Happiness doesn't just sort of drop on you. So, you know, regular exercise and you know, having hobbies and having time to, to relax. As I said before, when you feel good physically and mentally, you know, then you're, you're in the best place you can be in. And, and by the way, certainly spiritually, I can't leave that out. I mean, that's a gigantic part of taking care of yourself. What, what's the health of your soul? Because if your body's healthy, but your soul is sick, then that doesn't work. So, you got to take care of your soul as well and, and make sure you're you're attending to your soul and making sure that you are praying and, and you're reading the Bible and you're worshiping together with other followers of Christ in the local church. And you're doing the things that will enrich you the way that you absolutely need in order to be a, a person who has inner peace and purpose in life those things don't just magically appear so you got to take care of yourself and it's not selfish to take care you you know selfishness is a huge issue no doubt but it's not selfish to take care of yourself and to say okay i gotta make sure i'm, I'm focusing on these things which by the way might be a great thing for you 
in terms of your resolutions right there, your physical, mental, and spiritual health. You should could have a resolution for each of those three, and I, and I hope that you will. All right, last but not least, 10 things to stop doing, fearing change. Change can be scary, no doubt about it, but it's also inevitable. <laughs> and by the way, it often leads to growth, personal growth. So if you avoid change, you know, because you're you're kind of comfortable in the status quo, you could miss out on opportunities. And again, next week, new opportunities in store for 2024. How can you make sure you don't miss out on opportunities? Because you miss opportunities. I heard someone say one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. You know, they say you didn't miss the bus. There's more buses coming completely not right because of course more buses are coming but that doesn't mean that that bus is going to carry the same opportunity that the previous bus carried so you can miss you now the window of opportunity opens and closes so you can miss the bus miss the boat there may be more boats but that boat might be not be taking to the destination you want to go so don't miss out on opportunities because you're afraid of change embrace change as a chance to experiencing something new and exciting Sometimes the best things in life come out of something that maybe was unexpected or unplanned. And take it from a guy who's a huge planner. But I have experienced the unexpected. And you just have to be willing and open to the changes that might, you know, endings. And I've done an episode on this, too, by the way. Endings are not bad. You know, they're they're necessary. So for something new to start, something else has to end. So it's not necessarily bad for something to end. It just allows something new to begin. So here are 10 things to stop doing in 2024, in this new year. I really hope these help you and I hope you put them into practice. And most of all, I I hope and pray that you have your best year yet. You've been listening to the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for tuning in and we look forward to you joining us for our next episode.